Edutainment Learning is powered by Academica Virtual Education and Collegia TV. For more information, visit www.edutainmentlearning.com. I'm Tim Draper. I'm a venture capitalist. I am um, the founder of Draper Associates, which is a venture capital firm. Venture capital is um, a business where we raise money from um, wealthy individuals who might have um, an interest in, in entrepreneurship and, um, and some institutions too. And then um, we put it into what's called a blind pool. And then we invest that in maybe 40 or 50 different companies. And, uh, and, and those companies are usually just, um, you know, a, a, two guys and a dog or two girls and a cat They when we invest. And um, that was the case when we funded uh, Tesla. We, we were the first investor in Tesla. There was just one guy, his name was Martin Eberhard. And we funded that company and um, company was running out of business when Elon Musk came and said he'd put more money in if he were able to become the president of the company. And we thought that was a win-win and uh, it turned out to be a real win-win. And Tesla reached a trillion dollar market cap, which means it's worth a trillion dollars. All the shares combined of Tesla are worth a trillion dollars. And, uh, and we, we did the same thing. We were the first investor in Twitch, um, first investor in Skype, first investor in uh, Baidu, which is the search engine for China, um, first investor in Hotmail a long time ago. Um, it was really the first time anybody had um, web-based email. And, uh, and I've built this uh, business by attracting entrepreneurs to come to us and say, hey, I'm starting a new business and I'm raising money for that business. And those entrepreneurs, um, uh, we, we try to attract them and we try to encourage people to start businesses. And uh, in doing so, we also, I created um, a school called Draper University, and I created a show called Meet the Drapers. And both of those, when I got them started, you know, I, I it was lucky for at Meet the Drapers, our show, if my mother would watch. But um, now there are 70 million viewers of the show, and it's been... Uh, seven seasons. And, uh, and I, when I started the school, um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I just tried to um, encourage a bunch of people to, um, who were in, the, in their 20s to come to the school. And, uh, and they came, and then we had to figure out exactly what we were going to teach them. And we decided to teach them heroism, how to be a hero. And that ended up, um, that now we've had 3,500 students come through from 102 different countries. And they have um, started about 
900 companies and they've uh, and about five have become unicorns already. So sometimes that happens very fast. And I also um, was the founder of BizWorld, but I, I should really credit my daughter because she came to me and said, what do you do? Where do you go? And BizWorld is a nonprofit that teaches young kids uh, maybe uh, uh, from eight years old to maybe 18, uh, how business works and how to start a business. Uh, so I, oh, and, and there have been uh, a zillion different things. Those are the things that work that I did, but there have been a zillion things where I've failed. I tried things, didn't work, tried something else, didn't work. Um, but when they succeed, um, the, the key to success is if you can provide a service that somebody's going to pay for and they and enough people pay for it so that you can support your team so that you end up being profitable. So the goal, I think, for um, for anyone is to figure out how to make their life and their business more uh, make it all profitable. Because it turns out, if you don't do that, um, you become a part of a problem, which is um, poverty that we all have to um, clean up after. So um, what we say at Draper University is that Harvard University and Stanford University tell their, their students and alumni that 85% of their people, when they get out of college, get a job. What we say at Draper University is our average student creates seven jobs. So I'm encouraging you to think about not will I get a job, but what can I do to build a business? And if you do that, you create your own job, you figure out how to make money, you understand the world in so much better way. And uh, life goes, uh, it's harder at the beginning, but it ends up being really worth it um, over the long haul. Um, so the other thing, I, I got a couple of thoughts before I open it up for questions. Um, I want you to go out there and learn everything you can about how the world works by talking to all your friends and basically doing everything you're supposed to do when you're in high school, which is whatever, test the boundaries and go crazy and try different things, and, you know, get into trouble, whatever. Um, but also, whenever you're near an adult, ask the adult, what do you do? Meaning, what do you do for a living? How do you make money? How is your job important? First, start start by asking your parents if you haven't heard them. And you'll come away thinking, oh, you know, that's interesting. And it, actually, it's sort of a nice way to, to bond with your parents because during high school, mostly you want to break away from your parents. Um, but but there, there could be a bond there that's created when you say, hey, what do you do to make a living? Can you tell me about your job? Tell me about your career. Um, and then do that 
sort of everywhere you go. If you're sitting by somebody on a bus, if you're sitting by somebody on an airplane, if you just you're in line at Starbucks with somebody, you just turn and ask them, what, what do you do? I'm trying to learn. And uh, and you'll learn all sorts of things. You know, I I, I took all these people together um, when I bought my first Tesla, actually my first S car. Um, they had a big launch party. Uh, we brought a bunch of people from Draper University there. The governor was there. It was a big deal. And there were 10 cars. We were uh, the fifth car off the line. And I, I got the car and then I gave a bunch of uh, Tesla employees a, a ride in the car. And uh, and I did it about six or seven times. So it was like four four people with me six or seven times. And each time I asked, well, what, what do you do? And then you know, one guy says, oh, I designed the rear view mirror. I designed the frunk. I worked on the tires. I worked on the, and each one had a different role in making that Tesla. And that, um, that helped me sort of put together how people really have to come together as a group to make great things happen. And in, in school, they're always telling you, um, you know, get good grades. But um, schools are set up the wrong way. They're set up so that they say you get an A if you outperform your other students. So then you don't have an incentive to tell the other students what you know. And you don't have an incentive to ask the other students what they know. And um, but when you get out of college and high school, you'll see that people are, they have to collaborate in teams. And, uh, and so anytime you get a chance, tell your teacher, hey, why don't you do this as a team program? Why don't you um, put us in teams of five or six and let us go figure it out? And then you'll learn all sorts of things. You'll, you'll communicate with some of your classmates. You'll have fun doing it uh, and you'll learn. So. Um, I don't know. Have there been any questions? I I, I haven't opened up my chat. Thing. There, uh, all the questions that were sent to me directly uh, for uh, security. But uh, yeah, I have a lot of student questions. Is it okay if we uh, jump right yeah, in? Yeah, go ahead. Fire away. This is Adrian, and Adrian is in France. Adrian had an awesome question uh, that's sent to me earlier. Adrian, go ahead and ask. Yes. So hello, Mr. Dra uh, Draper. Uh, my question was, uh, how do you balance the risks and profits in a large investment? So it is Draper, not Draper, but, um, and so you had it right the first time there. Um, how do I balance, you know, when, what's great about my business is that I can invest, let's say I invest in 40 companies. Um, I, and, and when I invest, it's just, you know, just getting started. And the way our business works is that maybe half the companies, maybe even 60% of the companies go out of business. And, uh, you know, when you get started in a business, sometimes it doesn't work. And, uh, and then maybe, I don't know, 20% of the time, I just barely get my money back from somebody who buys a company. And then maybe 
a few of them uh, double or triple my money. And then maybe five or 10% become something like a Tesla or a Robinhood or a SpaceX or a whatever um, Twitch, where we make a hundred or a thousand times our money on that investment. And so if you do sort of, I don't know if you, any of you are taking probability, but if you do an expected value of 40 investments where 5% go a hundred to a thousand times up, um, you end up making more money than you started with. And Adrian, you got to keep your face out there. By the way, it's never good. Jikai and Lairi, um, show your face. It's so much, unless you're like, you know, naked on the toilet. Always show your face. Always be there. In fact, you know, I learned something. I was always, a, I was goofed off a lot in school. And I was, um, but I was lucky because I was still, um, it was math was easy for me and um i was sort of a slow reader but i never really wanted to be near the front of the class and i'm a little nearsighted so i didn't always know what was going on in the class um and then i you know when i started my career i thought well god i'm getting to the front here i gotta find out what's going on i've got to ask the questions whatever and uh and it turns out that if you're in the front of the class, asking the questions is far less intimidating than when you're in the back of the class. And um, the other thing I, I learned is that when you ask a stupid question, you learn the most. And so I've learned to ask the stupid question. You know, there's this woman, Barbara Walters, who was one of the most famous uh, interviewers in the in the world, she would make people cry. She would, you know, it, she would get things out of them. No one thought they'd ever get up. And I, I had a chance to meet her. And I, my daughter was running a talk show at the time. And I said, hey, do you have some advice for my daughter? And she said, it's all about the second question. And so the way she looks at it is you set up, you take the dumb question, you ask the stupid question. And then they come back to you and then you go, oh, and by the way, the rest of the class is waiting, is, you know, all except for three people in the class are ask, asking the same question in their head. So go ahead and put your hand up and ask that question. Um, and then do a follow-up question because the follow-up question is where you really can go in there with a zinger. Um, okay, that was more than you probably wanted. No, you're great. Thank you. Uh, you were, you're giving advice on all ends of the spectrum here. I love it. Uh, so we have a question from Alvaro. And Alvaro, uh, go ahead and unmute. You had an awesome question, my friend. Hi, I'm Alvaro. I'm from Spain. Uh, the question I have for you is that where did you find that motivation when you were young with or ages or a little bit more? And when did, where did you find that motivation? So, um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, you get motivated by a lot of different things. And, um, and when you are successful trying one thing, you get the confidence to do another one. 
And so a lot of it has to do with confidence and you should have confidence no matter you know what happens, have confidence, go ahead, um, you know, get comfortable speaking in front of an audience, get comfortable with yourself, um, get comfortable thinking, I'm going to go ahead and um, try something. I'm going to put together a lemonade stand. I'm going to, um, you know, sell a, do, sell car washes or whatever. Um, I think there's a, um, there's a, so confidence has a lot to do with it. You start with something and you say, if it doesn't work, it'll be embarrassing. So what? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about getting embarrassed. If you try something, at least you got noticed. At least you tried something. The people who laugh at you and criticize you and whatever, they're hiding behind something and they will never try something. So go out and try things. And, uh, and those things will, sometimes they'll work. And when they work, you know, with a, with a startup, you're going to look stupid and embarrassed for the first two or three years of the startup. And after that, you're going to look really, really smart and really, really great. And if you've created a product that other people want to buy, you're going to be heroic. So, um, you know, I think uh, what drives me has been a combination of things. Um, one, didn't get the girl in fifth grade. There was another guy, she liked him better, whatever. Another one where I have less, I have some skepticism about authority was I got arrested for something I didn't do. And then they finally let me off realizing it was just, I was wearing the same jacket as some other guy who had damaged property. And um, not that I was a perfectly innocent child, but but I didn't do that particular thing that I got arrested for. And I, I realized that they're not always right. The police aren't always right. Your parents aren't always right. Your uh, teacher's not always right. Alvaro, come on, man. Come on back. No hiding. Um, in fact, you know, these Nobel Prize winners who've won this award for, um, they've won the award for dark matter and dark energy. I think they're wrong. I think they actually made a, somehow all the scientists went in one direction and they were all wrong. I don't think there was a big bang. I think it was a, a series of, it's a little bit more like the ocean, the waves come and come and go. I think it's much more like that. And I've tested my theory with a bunch of astrophysicists and they basically are saying my theory might be correct, which is, you know, you think all the scientists in the world, they're going, they're all going in the, the right direction. The things you're seeing in the textbook, you think that's all right. But hey, the world might be round, it may not be flat. There, there are a lot of things that you should question this is the time to question everything. Um, teacher teaches you something, you question it. You say, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are people reinventing history now. 
for people who are saying, you know, I don't know, they're they're taking down statues of, they're changing the name of Abraham Lincoln School, and you know George Washington School, uh, the heroes of our history, and they're rewriting history. People, um, people have a lot of different points of view, and your point of view uh, is going to matter. And everybody's just trying to make their way in the world. So uh, you've got to understand that about other people. So you got to look at everybody else and say, oh, you know, she's she's just um, that's her way of making the, her way in the world. She has, you know, she's one of 15 kids in her family. She's got to be noticed or she's uh, the middle child. She's got to be um, a little bit wacky. She's or he's uh, the first child. He, he's he's trying to do everything right. Um, or, uh, you know, uh, he got in with the wrong group of friends and, and, uh, you know, they're all addicted to drugs now. Uh, all those things can go very, um, it can take your life in a lot of different ways. Also, when you're, that, that reminds me, I've, I've, I've hung around with a lot of bad, troubled people, um, and you kind of know when you are. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and do that, but just know that you got to bounce back to the, to the good side. Uh, that would be my, my advice. Hang out with everybody, try, meet people, see what they're up to, go, you know, go escape to the beach, go to do what, um, you know, go to the parties, have a great time, but um, and and get to know not just your close group of friends. That's the safe thing to do, but some people are a little bit outside of that group of friends. So we can add also uh, you being an innovator and a trailblazer. We can also add that you have a background with science, with history. We have sociology and anthropology here. I mean, you are truly a Renaissance man, Mr. Draper. Thank you. So well, we you know, you know um, I tend to uh, love the people who are trying new things, who are doing things, who are stepping out. And in doing that, um, I learned from some of the people who are the best in their fields. And I think... Um, my education accelerated when I started interviewing entrepreneurs. So I think that could have something to do with it. I got excited about the internet because I thought, wow, the world can communicate for free. That was very difficult to do before that. We used to have to lick, you know, write letters longhand and put them into envelopes and lick poison and send them on an airplane that may or may not get there. Um, and now there's email and it's like magic. Um, we used to kind of guess at what the facts were, and we'd sort of have these arguments about, no, you know, that that guy had a batting average of 354, not 358. You know, those kinds of things. We'd have these huge arguments, but now you just look it up on Google. Life's better now than it was when I got started, and it's going to be much better for you guys later. Um the world just keeps getting better. Uh, and a lot of the press won't tell you that. I would be careful about watching the news. I would avoid watching the news. I would 
read it, go ahead, read the newspapers because they have balanced view. They always have to write about both sides of it. But if you watch the news, you're, you're terrified. You don't want to do anything. It's scary. It's like, what? and whether you think it's scary or not, you're watching something scary and it's going to stick in the back of your head and it's going to make you too cautious and fearful. If any of you are sci-fi fans, Dune, um, in Dune, they say fear is the mind killer. And it's so true. I'll tell you, if I gave my my high school self some advice, it would be fear nothing. Just go for it. Um, yeah, that, I think that that, um, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I do, I, I have um, tried all sorts of uh, different businesses. I have um, uh been able to support Bitcoin at an early stage, realizing that that was going to take us an anthropological leap forward. I'm a big supporter of artificial intelligence. Uh, I think that's very exciting, particularly neural networks, not uh, not as much the rule-based systems, uh, the expert systems. Now, now it's really going to be neural networks where the computer can learn as it goes. It can say, oh, you know, that's a pen. Let me pick it up and write a message. Um, so you guys, I mean, we uh, these, these breakthroughs are happening faster and faster and faster. And the things that seem outlandish today and crazy today end up being things that we all use and do in the future, or many of them do. That's amazing. Other questions? Yeah, uh, we'll go with a couple more student questions and we'll let you go. We have a question, a student from uh, Bangladesh just sent this. Uh, so they would like to know, can you tell us about your first major investment and what that was like? You know, I did something as a first major investment. First, I borrowed money from the government to get started. And, uh, and I, um, I realized that I didn't want to be labeled as the guy who did that one investment. So I made three relatively quick investments all at once. And one was something called Home Security Center. And that went out of business. And one was called Parenting Magazine. And that um, sold to Time Magazine for kind of a nice return. And one was called Parametric Technology, which is now called PTC, um, and now it's and that is now the largest um, software company in all of New England. Uh, and it, uh, the guy there had figured out a way to uh, program a computer to uh, take a three-dimensional object and break it into its two-dimensional parts and take its two-dimensional parts and break it in, and turn it into a three-dimensional object. Uh, and I, I had done some programming and I had no idea how this guy had done it. And it was such a major, you know, mind blow for me that I thought, let's um, see, you know, let's give it a shot. And that ended up being a, a big win. So a loser, a middle case and a big win were my first three investments. And uh, and then uh, made a lot of investments after that. 
and they've been uh, a mixed bag. Man, well, you've certainly knocked it out of the park. Um, so uh, before we let you go, uh, we have one last question from, ironically, from China. So we've had students all over the world. So thank you very much for being part of this uh, innovation to help kids dream and, and be inspired about what they want to do in life. But um, what advice, lasting advice, would you have for these kids as they go off and kind of try and blaze their own trails? So um, you brought up China. China had the bull by the horns that they, 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 the world was there, was everything um, in China. We, I got to be in China 40 times during the, I call it the Deng Xiaoping era, but that whole era of freedom. And while China was free, it was the best entrepreneurial center in the world. And China was growing at 8% a year. It was booming and everyone was optimistic and excited and they were loving life. And then President Xi came in and he is a control dictator, you know, government control guy. He, he wants to regulate everybody. He wants to tell everybody what to do. And since he is doing that, um, the entrepreneurial environment has really taken a hit. Um, the Chinese uh, people are, are depressed. They're not happy about um, things. They, they feel like they've been beaten down. And so I guess one of the things is philosophical. Um, always fight for freedom. Always push for freedom. Always make sure freedom is number one in your um, thinking. And what that means is don't let any decisions that don't need to be made by the government. The government shouldn't make the decision whether you get an abortion. The government shouldn't make the decision as to um, what school you go to or what you learn in school or whatever. It shouldn't be one person telling 1.4 billion people what they should be doing. Those, I mean, I love China. I love the Chinese. They were so energetic, so enthusiastic great entrepreneurs and now nothing. Um, and also the, the economy goes flat, people, people lose their jobs, people are on the street. Um, socialism just doesn't work. In theory, everybody thinks, oh yeah, we'll take care of everybody. The best way to take care of everybody is to take care of yourself and build your own business and take care of the employees, take care of your customers, take care of your community, but you don't want the government taking care of anybody. Um, so look, if, if you're in China, I would build an underground and I would try to overthrow that guy. Um, if you're uh, entrepreneurial, you'll probably want to move to Singapore or Taiwan or Korea or the United States. Uh, it's uh, because a dictator just basically takes everything. You build something great, you build a big business, and then the dictator says, no, that's mine. Or it's illegal what you've been doing, or we're going to put you in jail, or we're going to um, regulate you so that we are watching over your shoulder everything you do. It's um, 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're in China and you want to be an entrepreneur, um, either get out of there or overthrow the dictator. Solid advice. Wow. That's better advice. <laughs> Mr. Draper, do me a favor and don't hold back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. I love it. Uh, so uh, guys, be sure to check out bizworld.org. This is one of Mr. Draper's entities and initiatives that helps kids all over. Uh, thank you to Charlene and bizworld.org for helping set this up. Guys, check out edutainmentlearning.com. We have a lot of great speakers coming up. Uh, we'll be releasing this podcast as well. So Mr. Draper, before I end the meeting for all, I traditionally allow everyone to unmute and collectively say thank you to our guests. So can we all say thank you to Mr. Tim Draper?